Amen. God bless you for being here today. You may be seated. I thank the Lord for his presence. The wonderful presence of the Lord. I'd like you to take your Bibles and turn to the book of Numbers, please. Chapter 20 and verse 8 to 11. 8 to 11. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Trust all of you had a great Thanksgiving. Trust you're going to have a greater day today. Amen. All right. Numbers 20, verse 8 to 11. Take the rod and gather there the symbol together, thou and Aaron, thy brother, and speak you unto the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord. And he commanded him. And Moses said, Aaron, gather the congregation together before the rock. He said unto them, Here now you, you rebels, must you fetch your waters out of this rock. Moses there in that statement is a rebellion. He, he's in a spirit of rebellion right now. Because God has specifically told him to speak and not to hit the rock no more. And then he, he just sort of rebellion. It's sort of jealousy here. It's got a hold of him. But notice what, and Moses lifted up his hands with the rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came abundance, and the congregation drank, and all of their beasts also. We're going to title this morning, Speak to the Rock. The rock is Christ Jesus. He has all of our needs. He has all of our supplies. He has everything that we need. Anything you need, you can get it from the rock. Psalms 105:41 said, A rock. And water gushed out to form a river through the dry and barren land. Through a dry and barren land. All Moses had to do was to speak to the rock. And when he would speak, the water would gush out and form a river through the dry and barren land. The dry and barren land is the soul of a man. It's his soul. It's dry and barren. What God wants to fill. Can you imagine what an awesome sight that was? A rock giving forth waters that caused a river in a dry, barren land. What an awesome sight that was. God took Peter, James, and John up to Mount Transfiguration. They got a glimpse of what the glory of the God would be like. They saw him transfigurated and changed his garments and everything. They got a glimpse. John the Revelator saw the fullness of it when he saw Jesus. This is only a shadow. This is, the Bible said this is a shadow of what they saw, what God has brought forth and put in my heart and put in your heart is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He wants something to flow out of us that's never flown out of us before. 
St. John 7 and 38 said, Out of your most inner being, your spirit, your inner man, shall flow rivers of living water. He's that rock. And that rock gets inside of us. And what comes out of us is rivers of joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Amen? That's what God wants to see to happen in your life and my life. He, he, he wants to see something that's never been seen and witnessed before for this world and in our life. That was just a shadow of what they could see there. And said, out of Jesus, the rock of salvation, the Bible says, flows God's living life. God is life. And when he gets inside of us, we got life. Y'all ought, ought to shout hallelujah. I tell you, we ought to be the happiest people on the face of this earth because God is inside of us. Amen? The leaves are turning, right? Turning all different colors. Some of them falling off. It looks bad and terrible, right? But don't look at the outward appearance. You've got to look what's happening on the root system. Just Linda, they're growing deeper. They're getting a chance to grow deeper. They're getting a chance to shed off that old stuff and take on some new stuff. Don't look at your outward situation. Look what's on the inside of you. What's growing and developing and producing what God would want you to have. The reason people talked about the past and how the past used to be is because they have no vision. They're living on yesterdays. They're eating manna that's already spoiled. Listen, we've got to have a vision. If we don't have a vision, we perish. We've got to have a vision of God and what God has for our lives. And he has something miraculous that we ain't never seen and never experienced before. Jesus said, I have so many things to say to you, but you're not able to receive it. I pray that we're able to receive what God has for our lives. Abundance flowing out of us. Hallelujah. Rivers of life, it said. It is said when Smith Wigglesworth went and visited Niagara Falls, and when he saw it, he fell on the ground prostrate and wept before God. He said, God, let that river in my life flow like the Niagara flowers is flowing. Let the Spirit of God in my life flow out so strong like that flowing. He was hungry and thirsty for the power of God to flow in his life. Can you imagine? The rock following them 40 years, 40 years in the wilderness, in the desert, and it was flowing out, Brother Michael. It was flowing out, just, just flowing out daily. Whatever they need. How many know that God has a supply for your life? Whatever you need daily. Amen. It's, it's with you. It's in you. It's not with far following you. The Bible, Paul said in that rock that followed them, Christ Jesus, in that wilderness, and all of them drank from us, found in Corinthians, said all of them drank from that rock was Christ Jesus. You have Christ Jesus inside you, a rock that's flowing out of gushing power and supplying all of your needs. Three, if it, some say three million people left Egypt. Can you imagine for 40 years, three million people drinking water from the rock in the wilderness? Can you imagine all the camels and the donkeys just drinking, drinking every day? Just, he just following. How many know the Bible said that God is following you around? Somebody ought to say amen. Deuteronomy said the Lord is after you to catch you and a dump of blessing on you. That's what the rock was doing with them, and we have this rock with inside of us. Amen? I tell you, you got something inside of you. It's by faith you believe you have this. It's by faith you see it activated. Well, I, Brother Billy, I don't see it manifested yet. It's there. How I many you know the day you got saved, filled with the Spirit of God, you say, well, I don't feel it. It's still there. What you've got to do is activate it. Amen? It may not be manifested yet. I forgot the man came here. I've read it once before, but in, in, in Japan, they 
sow a bamboo strip. You remember that? And the man goes out there and waters it every day for how many days? For how many years? Seven years he's pouring water on it. He sees no results. He doesn't see any results. But when it comes up, I believe it grew 21 feet in one year. Listen, there's something inside you. All you got to do is just by faith activate it, and the first thing you know, you're going to see something coming up. Amen? How many of you just feel a little bit something? You ought to shout and rejoice when you just feel just a little bit. Amen? Just a little bit because you know there's something in there alive and it's going to come out of there one day. It's going to burst forth. Hallelujah. God wants you to have a life that's bursting forth daily, continuously, supplying all of your needs according to His riches and glory. Can you imagine not even having to have a buy a pair of shoes? And I know that would be terrible for somebody. I ain't going to say nothing. Anyhow, Clothes didn't wear out. They claim, they've been claiming for over two years or longer we need 80 more thousand trucks on the road. I wonder where they're going to put them. If you ever been up to Texas County and on up to Little Rock and then on up to Memphis, you wonder what in the world is going on. They claim we need 80,000 more trucks on the road to get the goods to the people. There was no trucking system. There was no rail system. There was no air system. And there was no freight system that backlogged, God supplied their need because he was with them in the midst of the desert. How many believe that God is with you wherever you are to supply your need? Amen? He's never like anything. I'm excited about God and the good things of God. I want you to notice it said in verse 8, it shall give forth his water. It. The rock, it shall give forth its rock. How many, be honest with yourself, has ever seen water gush out of a rock? I've never seen it. Can you imagine just daily for 40 years seeing the water just gushing out of a rock on a daily basis, just following you around and supplying all of your needs? That, that's inside of us today. Then it goes on 7 and 11, verse 11 said, And water came out of Abundantly. Abundantly. I mean, you know, we have abundant life. We have abundant joy. We have abundant peace. Well, I don't know, Brother Billy. It's in there. All you need to do is get it manifested. How many believe it's going to manifest? Norman Vincent Peale took a church, the upstairs part, and the balcony, and all had those pews and, and ladders and junk in there, and he told them, said, clean that out. And they said, and you don't need cleaning out. Don't nobody ever set up there. He said, clean it out. There's going to be people sitting up there. How I many you know you got to have a vision? If you don't have a vision, you're going to perish. If you're talking about what happened yesterday and how blessed yesterday was, you're going to perish. You've got to get out of your tent and look up and see God's blessings is in the sky. They're not down here in this earth somewhere. I mean, God is on this earth. He's inside of us. Amen. Y'all ought to say amen. I'm telling you, we got something we ought to be shouting about. Something of the glorious kingdom of God that's inside of us. 1 Corinthians 10 and 4, we already quoted that. We'll just read it. Paul said, all drank of the same spiritual, drank from the rock, spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ Jesus. He's not following you today. He's in you today. He's with you wherever you are. 
All you got to do, now I want to encourage you to speak to the rock. And that rock is Christ Jesus. Huh? I want to encourage every one of you family members. I want you to speak over your children. God has promised you through the seed of Abraham. I don't, won't read all these scriptures. And through the seed of David that he has given you your children. He's already done it. Hallelujah. All of your children may not be in this church, but as long as they, this just is a part of God, but they're in God's church somewhere, you ought to shout hallelujah. He's promised you that, that he's going to give you all of God's children. Hallelujah. Brother Don said, we don't want to look back. We sang that song. When I look back down the road, where he brought, you don't want to go back down the road. You want to go forward. Number, number 2011 said, water came out abundantly, abundantly out of that rock. Abraham ran into Melchizedek after he defeated four kings and took the spoil. He paid tithes to Melchizedek, but we find something else in the book of Hebrews, the seventh chapter, where he writes again, the writer does, you know, the Bible said, Jesus said, I am in the volume of the book. Jesus is in this book from Revelation to Genesis. There's not a book in this Bible you cannot read that you'll find mention of Jesus Christ. He's in the volume of the book. And we find him here, again, speaking again in Hebrews 7, and it says, verse 4, Now consider how great this man was. Melchizedek said consider how great he was he was the king of Salem he was the king of peace that's who he was you find that in Hebrews 7 and verse 14 said that this is what it says now consider how great this man was but Jesus is greater he's so much greater there's not anything that can be compared to who he is and what he is and what his ability is and what he wants to do Jesus is greater he is the king of peace. Isaiah said he's the prince of peace, but Hebrews said he's the king of peace. I declare unto you today, the main thing you need more than anything in this world, more than food or anything else, is the peace of Christ in your life. You need the peace of Christ. What good is it to be full of food and not have the peace of Christ? He's the king of peace. He's inside you. How many's got peace? Regardless of what's going on in your life, you got what? Peace. There's nothing no wonderful, more wonderful than peace. There's a guy who worked for Texarkana Highway Department one time. He was a Spanish person. And flagging, I don't know where you ever done any flagging at the Highway Department. You ought to say, say thank God I never done none. Thank God I don't want to do none. That's a hard, difficult job out there all day long, that tremendous heat, flagging, your feet are burning. He said, I can flag all day long with a bucket over my head and have joy as long as my family life is right. As long as you got peace. Some of us were talking the other day at the Thanksgiving table about getting whooping when we was kids and things. Most of the time, a kid gets a whooping because we out of snuff. 
That same kid to do the same thing today, pull the sheetrock off the wall, and he'd get nothing said about him. But you let him put just a little speck on the sheetrock tomorrow, he's going to get a whooping because we're out of snuff. But when you're in peace, you're in peace. How many is in peace this morning? LaRue said something about Marquise. Marquise wasn't getting there to hear. Was you in that Marquise here, her talking about you? Hearing LaRue talking about you? He was in there and hearing it. And she said, I don't know what he said to that boy when he was acting up and cutting up. Said he just took him off, and in a little while, I never heard one word. I listened, but I didn't hear anything. But said the boy come back perfectly calm. When peace speaks to the storm, I guarantee you there's something miraculous going to happen. We got something inside of us. Like Brother Don said, you're not never going to meet a man that doesn't make mistakes and comes short of the glory of God. You're not going to meet that kind of person, but you can meet people that's been forgiven of that. Don't never judge a person today what they did yesterday because they may have already got forgiven and the blood of Jesus has already made their sins white as snow by this wonderful Christ Jesus that is with us. David could not build the temple. God said, you can't build the temple. You are a man of war. He said, I'm going to let Solomon build the temple, which is your son. He went 40 years, ever, never had a war. He is a man of peace. Solomon was a man of peace. And that's why Jesus can build the temple of the living God today. The temple is not this building. The church is not this building. It's your life. He can build your life a life of peace regardless of what you're going on in your life. You can have peace. Hmm? You can have peace because he's in here. He's not following you. He's with you. And when you start to act up, that prince of peace can begin to take hold of you. Amen? Peace. What is that song? Peace, wonderful peace. I'm going to help you out, Brother Clayton. You can't sing, so I'll help you. I can't neither. Sweep over my heart. So, peace. Let the peace of God rule our lives. I'd encourage you, it's a, little, it's a little hard to understand the songs of Solomon. Even Peter wrote about Apostle Paul, said he writes things that's hard to understand. Now, Peter had the keys to the kingdom, but he said he writes things that's hard to understand. Sometimes it's hard to understand the songs of Solomon. But chapter 1 and verse 4, the first part, said, draw me. It's the bride speaking here to the bridegroom. Draw me, and I will run after you. No man ever comes to God unless he's drawn by the Spirit. That's what made David what he was. He ran after the things of God. The things of God meant more for him than sitting on the throne anything else because the Lord had drawn him and he ran after him. How many believe that God is drawing every person on the face of this earth? Some runs from him and some run toward him. Don't give up on those that run from him or they're going to come to their self one day. How many glad you came to yourself one day? I, I, you, you came to yourself one day. There you are in the struggles of life. And the reason you came to yourself because the rock was there. The 
the rock was there. And they come to themselves. Praise God. He's drawing today. He's drawing his people. David said he drew me with love. You know, love can do any, most anything in this world. Love. Why did you marry your spouse? What drew you to her? What drew you to him? Love. Appreciation. David said he drew me with his love. He drew me with cords of love. Paul said he compelleth me with love. What compelled Paul to run toward God with love? How come grandchildren love the grandmother more than they love the grandpa? Huh? Any of y'all know that? Y'all, some of you laughing. But Peggy will wear herself to a frazzle and have to lay down when they leave. She's running here. She's running there. Because it's love. Demonstration of love. Jesus Christ is inside of us, demonstrating, as Brother Don's already said, demonstrating gentleness and kindness because he's love. He's the lamb. You're not going to get offended with what the Word says about you, are you? He calls you a sheep and lambs. Is that right? That's what he said you are. You know why he called you that? Sheep and lambs are the dumbest people on the face of this earth. You look it up and see. They're the dumbest people on the face of this earth. They have no defense system. They cannot protect themselves in any way. But that least little, bah, the shepherd goes running. It's something about that cry that that shepherd knows. He's the chief shepherd when you cry. Sometimes you cry, you don't know what to say. I've watched mothers with kids. Sometimes that kid would just cry out. Sometimes they'd jump out of that chair and run, see what's wrong. The pappy just sit there. It's something about the love. I remember one time we was at a, a, a reunion, and one of my nephews, he was eating shrimp. He loved shrimp, and, and he had two young boys. And, you know, you get two young boys together. If you don't believe this, you can ask uh, Marquise and uh, Holly, see how that works out when you get two young boys together. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And uh, they were digging in the ice box. They was young. And that ice box lid fell over on them. And you thought, you, you thought the world had come to the end the way they began to scream and holler. His wife jumped up and ran, but he just looked over there. He seen they wouldn't hurt. God is so compassionate. He's the chief physician. He sees you when you're hurt. He knows exactly what to do for you because he's inside of you. He has fellowship with you. He has communion with you. He knows what you like and what you dislike. The wonderful things of God and what he does. Romans 10 and 10 said, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And some people stop right there. They use their mouth to get confession of their sins and get salvation. 
But that's not all what the mouth is for. It's for a lot of other things. Let me read you what, what, what they're for. I won't turn over and read that, all of it, but in Romans 1, 16, for it is the power of God unto salvation. It means deliverance. means healing. means soundness, preservation, and safety. That one word in the Greek means all of those things. So you use your tongue to get salvation, right? You confess your sin. That's not the only thing we need our tongue for and speak. Matthew 16, Jesus tells Peter, I've given you the keys, cruel, to the kingdom of God. What does a key do? Any of y'all got any keys? You got any? What do those keys do? What do they do? They open a door, is that right? What does your words do when you speak to the rock? It opens the floodgates, the gushing power of God. The slightest cry, God recognizes it. He's there. He doesn't have to come. We say, well, come please, Jesus. Realize he's here. He's ready to fight your battles. Ready to take your case. He's your lawyer. Amen. You know, we got a, I don't know where he's world famous or not, but he's coming pretty famous. Tony Bud, but you know, uh, he, he lives around here, but he, he's, he's making a name for himself. But I'm going to tell you, somebody's got a greater name. That's the greater name of Jesus Christ. He's inside you to plead your case against your enemy. He doesn't have to come. I got him in here. How many of you got him in here? He's in here. All you got to do, ain't now my Uncle James is in a car one time and it was raining. He lost control of it. It just run off the road, running down the ditch. And she said, Jesus! I said, it looked like that car just jumped back up on the road. Brother Clyde, which ain't a tractor wheel. Couldn't get it on her. Just got give out. Sue, you remember that testimony? He said, give out. Get completely give out. He just sat back. Just sat back there and looked at that thing and said, Jesus, I've got to help you. I, I need your help. Amen? said, it looked like that's hard. Just got up and jumped back on you. said, I don't know whether I believe that or not. Well, I, I believe in the miraculous. How many believes in the miraculous? Believe in the supernatural? He said, it looked like that tar just got up and jumped back on there. All you got to do is speak to the rock that's got all the power in the world and got you on his mind day and night. And the first thing you know, you'll see the miraculous thing begin to happen in your life. It may not be manifested right now, but you can look for the manifestation of the power of God. I've had some things happen in my body that I never told Peggy about. But I told Brother Melvin in prayer. I don't know how many times he's laid his hands on me up here early in the morning and prayed for me, and God healed me. God healed me. People believe in prayer, right? They believe in giving, right? But you'll find very few people believe in a harvest. Read the book of James. When you get prayed for, you should expect something to happen. It may not be immediately, but when the seed is sown, it's going to manifest itself. And you're going to be delivered.
if you believe in the harvest. How many believe in the harvest? You believe you pray. People say, well, I, I tithe and I give, but I will never expect nothing from God. Whoa. Where did you get that money to tithe with? From him. Who gives you power to get money? Him. Everything belongs to him. Okay? Abraham, Sarah dies. He sacrificed Isaac. He goes and buys a, a place for Sarah to be buried and a place for him to be buried. He's making plans. He's making plans. And then he tells his favorite servant, so now I want you to go get Isaac a bride. So he goes down there. He prays on the way. The servant does, which is a type of the Holy Ghost. He said, now I want you to bless my master. He's been blessed abundantly. The Bible said he grew very rich. God made him very rich. Silver and gold and animals, manservants and maidservants. And he asked the Lord to help him. How many know that you need to learn to speak to the rock? Amen? They'd say, that's foolishness. No, it's not. You're speaking to somebody that loves you, cares about you. Praise God. He's a chief physician. I got you on my mind, that old worldly song. You know why the people like that worldly song appeals to the flesh? God wants to appeal to your spirit. So the servant goes down there. He watched the woman draw all the water. Ricky A. had done a marvelous job preaching on that one time. The servant didn't do one thing. Sorry, Brother Ricky, I'm going to borrow something from you. So the servant didn't do one thing. He just sat there and watched that woman draw water. I forgot how many gallons a camel can drink, how many gallons they can drink. If you, if you ain't never drawn water, you ought to thank God for the faucet you can turn on. You ought to say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, if you ain't never drawn water. We'd come in from the field sometime and draw water for our stock. They're thirsty. We had to take care of them before our mama would feed us. And we weren't going to feed you until you took care of them. And my daddy caught us one time rocking them stock. Quit, quit laughing, Brother Melvin. Because it took a lot of water drawing out of that well and pouring over in the stock. And they're going, that's the fast you pour it in there. And you had to draw it and you rock them, run them away so you can get, get them. But he just sat there and watched them draw that water out. And then he took those camels and unloaded them and spread it out all the goods that he had brought. So this is what my master sent you. How I many of you know that God has spread it out, all the goods that he sent us, and all the blessings he's laid it out in front of us like a big picture. And he gave Rebecca. All those things, he gave the family all of those things. You say, what's that got to do with us? Because you, in Galatians 3, you are the seed from the Abraham. The blessings that fell on Abraham, God intends to fall on you. Hello? And then it says he give you the seed of David. David, you can't build the tabernacle because you're a man of war. But this is what I'll do. I'll make sure your seed sits on the throne all the days of, from, till I come back. Now, I want you to tell me right quick now, who's sitting on the throne right now? Who's on the throne right now? Jesus Christ 
of the seed of Abraham and of David, and you have the promise of your seed. Hallelujah. I'm blessed going in, and I'm what? I'm blessed going out. Goodness and mercy is following me when? All the days of my life. Everywhere I go, there's goodness and mercy following me. Praise God. The wonderful blessings of God. You find that salvation and healing in the Greek, what that one word means, save, salvation, healing, deliverance, perseverance, to keep safe, keep sound, and to make you whole. So you don't just use your lips and your tongue to get salvation. You use it also to speak to the rock that's got everything in this world in the storehouse you need. Right now, we're having trouble getting the goods to the people. They claim there's lots of goods. They interviewed some cattlemen the other day and said, who's getting all this money this high cost of beef? They said, we don't know. We're not getting it. It's between us and them. They can't get it delivered to your house. Ships are stranded and can't get unloaded. Some companies have hiring their own ships to start doing it. Down in Mississippi, got a nephew worked down there. They're working around the clock. 365 days a year, 30,000 employees building ships, and they can't build enough of them to bring the goods that we need. Oh, glory to God. You don't need no ship. You don't need no truck. You don't need no rail system. You don't need no air system. You got the Almighty God. The Bible said when you look at this world, it was created out of things that you can't even see. He created it out of nothing. If he can create this world and supply water in the wilderness for 40 years and feed them, how much believe that God can feed you and take care of you because he is the rock that's in your life. This gushing out blessings. He's loading you down with blessings. We're blessed. With the wonderful blessings of God. Speak to the rock. Tell the rock what you need. Hallelujah. They offered part of the spoil to Abraham from the four kingdoms he'd beat and got Lot back. Melchizedek was there. And he said, I won't take anything, not even a shoelace from you because you'll go off and tell that you made me rich. My trust is only in God. That's why God blessed him so much because he had such trust in God. And the Bible says, Romans 9, 29, Paul quotes Isaiah. Unless the Lord of hosts have left us a seed, have left us a seed, we would have become like Sodom and Gomorrah. But he left you a seed. Given unto you is a measure of faith. If God gives you the measure of faith as small as the grain of the mustard seed, a seed is all you need in your faith to get all you need from Christ Jesus. Praise God. All you need. He supplies what? All your needs according to his riches. So he's given every man a seed. He gives to everyone a seed of faith, Galatians 3.28. In Abraham, verse 29, he said, All the blessings that 
will come on you from the seed of Abraham. So we're blessed. Isaiah 22 and 22 said, this is this one. The key of the house of David, he's given to the church. What David had and got from God, he's given us the key, what he had. And how a key opens things. Your mouth speaking to the rock will cause the rock to open and gush out blessing. You're not able to receive and count. Expect to harvest. Expect something good to happen. When you get up in the morning, what's in the morning? Somebody tell me what's in the morning is. Huh? Oh, my Lord, it's Monday morning. When you get up in the morning and say, Good morning, Holy Ghost. What kind of day are we going to have today? We're going to have a glorious, dynamic, good day today. Amen. Because the Lord is inside you, the hope of glory. Your sins have been washed away. He's going to bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Something good is going to happen to me today. The blessings of God. So he's going to give you that. Not only going to give you, he's going to give it to you. You already got it. Speak to the rock. Speak to the rock. Tell the rock what you need. Be like Abraham. I'm not going to tell you if I need something. Well, I, I guess I'm need, I don't know what time it is. But okay. George Mueller, you ought to see some pictures one time about the orphanages and the size and the bit and the multitudes of thousands of orphans that he took care of in his lifetime. It's amazing to read his story. What a renegade he was. His mama praying for him. And how God took him and changed him. Not one time in his life after he became a Christian, he ever told anyone what he needed. Never, according to the writers. He said one day he was talking to a businessman. This little child come in there. He wasn't supposed to come in there, but come in there. And he got down out of his chair and got down on the floor. It aggravated the businessman. He, he got aggravated with him, and he talked to that little child. And then it, that child left. And the businessman said, what did he want? He said, he wants a little horse in the morning. What, what did that boy wake up beside his bed the next night? Not no real horse, but a little horse. What did he wake up the next morning beside his bed? Anybody? How did it get there? George Mueller said, I didn't put it there. God is a supernatural, spiritual working God can supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Well, I don't know about that, Brother Billy. Listen, he's supplied 40 years, water from a rock, food, everything they needed. How come he couldn't supply that? When he prayed and asked God, he expected something to happen. He expected something to happen. It's time to close, right? He said this long lot of little boys lined up trying to get a job. One of them looked around, seen how many was ahead of him, took out his pen, wrote a note, and one ran to the front and said, Y'all excuse me a minute, hand it to the woman, the person taking the interviews, and 
when she read it, she laughed out loud. She laughed out loud. And she carried it into the guy that doing the interview, and when he read it, he laughed out loud. And this is what the note said. If you hire anybody before you see me, you've hired the wrong boy. Now I want you to tell me who got the job. Come on, somebody tell me who got the job. Faith, expecting his father to give him what he asked for. George Mueller expected his father to give him everything that he asked for. Some of you look upon, Brother Sam probably could do it for you, look upon him. Uh, Julie could look on her wristwatch and show you. Probably all the buildings he built and how many people he took care of in his lifetime because he depended on the rock. He asked the rock, and the rock supplied his need. Let me say to all of you, I want you to speak over your children, speak to the rock, that how you want them to be, how to order the child, and expect a miracle. When you see the least little change, let them know that you're noticing the change in their lives. Speak to the rock. How many are going to start speaking to the rock? That's what he said do, speak to the rock. He's the king of peace. He knows what you have need of before you ever ask. God bless you for being here this morning. You're going to have a great afternoon. You're going to have a great day tomorrow. Not going to be no blue, you ought not to have no blue Mondays. You ought to have a great Monday because what's inside of you. God bless you. You're dismissed in the Lord.